Sounders, keep your shades anchored and where they belong during life's greatest feats. Head to soundergoods.com and use promo code KTTC to get 10% off and free shipping with any order. You're listening to the Keef to the City podcast. Here's Neil Keefe. All right, the Stanley Cup playoffs are upon us. Uh, we've had to sit through some uh, sort of meaningless Rangers games over the last few weeks as they locked up early for the first time in what feels like forever. Usually we're waiting for game uh, 80 or 80, uh, 81 or 82 to lock up a postseason spot, but it's been a couple months of knowing the Rangers are going to the playoffs and uh, everything down the stretch was just a formality and then getting the President's Trophy. And uh, Now the playoffs are here and they've got the Penguins in the first round and here to talk some Rangers hockey uh, as the first round gets underway on Thursday at MSG is uh, 610 of Barstool Sports New York. You can read him on uh, Barstool Sports New York, and uh, he joins me today. 610, how's it going today? Good, man. Excited to get these playoffs rolling. How about you? Yeah, same here. It's, uh, you know, watching the games down the stretch here uh, over the last few weeks when you know they're going to the playoffs and you just watch and hope no one gets hurt. And I think that's the most important thing is that, you know, not winning the President's Trophy, not winning uh, the East or the Met or getting home ice. I think just going into the playoffs healthy is the number one key. And that seems to be um, something they were able to accomplish this year. Uh, there was the scare with Lundquist uh, a couple games ago. But uh, more than anything, more than who they're playing or anything, I think is to, to see the team healthy to see St. Louis back to see Kevin Klein coming back uh, to see Nash and Stahl get a few days off I think the team is in as good of a spot as they've been in a long time entering the playoffs yeah, I mean, and and let's not forget, you know, Lundqvist had a couple of months off too, and his injury, you know, it wasn't a knee, it wasn't a groin, it wasn't anything that he needed to rehab. So, I mean, he's obviously kept himself in the game shape, and it didn't take long for him to prove it when he came back on the ice. But, um, yeah, I mean, you look at other teams. I mean, even even the Penguins. The Penguins are down to you know scratching and clawing to just find a and to fill a lineup. Uh, Montreal has questions about Pacioretty. And we saw last year when we started the playoffs without Chris Kreider when he broke his hand, when he came back and the Rangers were at full strength, that's when they started to uh, flip the switch and make their run. So, um, yeah, be sure, being the best team in the NHL is for the regular season is pretty cool. But I'll take health over that any day. We are fortunate to have both. When you think about the President's Trophy, and it's the first time they've won it since the last time they won the Cup 21 years ago, and uh, they were the one seed in the East, uh, you know, 2011-12, and that didn't work out, and they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Devils. But when you see these stats and the comparisons of all these teams that win the President's Trophy and don't end up doing well in the playoffs, uh, are you worried about that? I mean, to me, I I don't really care. I mean... Any team that goes out tries to win every game. They want to be number one, and it just so happens that 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 was the Rangers' case this year. I didn't I didn't necessarily think it was going to happen um, early on in the season when they were battling you know 500 with some uh, key injuries in the first month, first two months before they went on their run. I just thought you know maybe they'll they'll do their normal thing. They'll get in as the five, six, seven, eight seed and then have to get to work like they did last year. But I didn't expect this sort of run from them. I didn't expect the President's Trophy. Um, I'm happy they've had it, and I don't believe in the the sort of jinx and curse that everyone else seems to. No, I mean, you can say what you want to say, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I think uh, over the last couple of years it's obviously proven to be uh, more of a curse than a blessing, but I don't necessarily think that's because of the president's trophy. I, I, 
Uh, and if you want, if you want to play the uh, the odds game, then considering how poorly President's Trophy winning teams have played over recent history, then it's time for the scales to balance out and have a champion run through this year. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in in the superstitions and trends and anything like that. And I'm relatively certain if you asked. Uh, any fan of any team, do you want to be the best team in the regular season? Everybody would take it. Um, I, I think it's kind of overblown because of recent history, but I'm not worried. Yeah, and uh, leading up to the the playoffs the last couple of months, I was doing these sort of uh, scared of the Rangers playing them in the playoffs power rankings, and the one team I kept wanting to play over and over was Washington every time I updated it until the last time I did when it switched to Pittsburgh, and uh, I wanted them to see the Penguins in the first round just because the state of the Penguins That's over cool. the last couple of months, how they, they almost looked like they were going to run mm-hmm. away with the Met early on in the season, and then they crumbled to the point where they didn't get into the playoffs till the last game of the season, needing uh, either a win against the Sabres or a Bruins loss. And to think that this Penguins era with Crosby and with Malkin and, and even uh, you know Latang and um, at times when they traded for Hosa or Ginla, and to think that they've only had one cup in 10 years of Sidney Crosby mm-hmm. on the team is has been a, a serious disappointment for this team. But before we even get into this uh, Rangers-Penguins matchup, what was the team that you uh, wanted to see in this first round? Uh, I have a lot of people not believing me, but I wanted the, I wanted the Islanders. I wanted the Islanders all day. I understand um, people might be a little scared that, you know, the, the intensity, the rivalry um, might uh, balance out the difference in, in, in skill and success between the teams. But um, the Islanders made a, a, a huge step this year. They're, they're a much better team. Tavares is a beast. They have a lot of young pieces. Uh, they made two huge long-term defensive signings in Letty and Boychuk. Um, I still think Yarohawk sucks. I don't <laughs> think he's a goalie that can handle uh, the Rangers. Um, that would have been uh, the matchup that I would have wanted. Um, also, obviously, for from a fan's perspective, but I, I legitimately think besides you know looking at the Penguins right now and, and their recent uh, free fall, um, I would probably put the Penguins and the Islanders as the two weakest links in the Eastern Conference for the postseason. Yeah, it's funny because I wanted Washington so badly all along because of the Rangers' recent success in the uh, two seven-game series wins the last two times they played. And had you asked me before 2011-12, I wouldn't want to know part of them because of what they'd done to the Rangers in uh, 08-09 and then again in 10-11. Yeah. But um, and now you look at the Capitals, and they're probably the one team you you don't want to face right now in the Eastern Conference. But um, yeah, I got, I got my wish. I got the Penguins and. Uh, I guess it's probably never a good thing to want to play the team that has the best player in the world and at times either the second or third best player in the world on the same team. Yeah, and you, I, listen, you can it, that's that's obviously an argument like who in their right mind would want to play, you know, the tandem of Crosby and Malkin. Well, I would when they're clearly the only two people on the team. I mean, Flory's just in his usual nosedive again even before the playoffs start. Uh again, they it, Injury-wise, they have nobody on defense. They have a couple of, you know, 35-year-old guys uh, in, uh, you know, Skidari, and um, they got older dudes that aren't going to be able to keep up with the Rangers. Um, they got Lovejoy and Cole. Um, those aren't exactly a defensive core that I'm worried about slowing down one of the highest-scoring teams in the NHL. And um, as far as up top, I mean, Crosby and Malkin, they haven't really had much support. And in recent history, the Rangers have pretty much shut them down, especially Crosby. They didn't do much once the Rangers started winning the three in a row to come back from the 3-1 deficit last year, and 
they continue to dominate throughout this regular season. So I, I, I don't see any logical reason why anybody would think the Penguins have more than, you know, a, 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 a puncher's chance, if you want to call it that. It's almost like the Penguins now for Rangers fans have become what the Capitals have become because for so long exactly. they, they couldn't overcome them. And then last year, you look at the 3-1 series deficit and they overcame that. And now it's sort of like, well, we overcame that and now we can beat them again. And I feel like as a Yankees fan, uh, when they when they played the Angels in the 2009 ALCS, I, I was scared because they had lost to the Angels in 05 and 2002. Um, and then now that they overcame that, you're not worried about them for the future. But um, for Yankees fans, it's still the Tigers that are that one team but now it's the penguins who who they've they've overcome last year it seems like they're a good matchup for them which wasn't the case for most of the Hen- henrik lundquist era in the post lockout era um and the one thing that scares me about that team though like i said with crosby and malkin is that those are really the only two guys on the entire team right now that can beat you and uh i just hope that those aren't the guys you know that do beat the rangers because if the penguins are going to win it's going to have to be them and it seems like the game plan to beating the penguins is just to shut them down and while it seems you know easier said than done uh it's something that the rangers have struggled with and i guess you know best players will always find a way to win but to think about their their matchups with the capitals and uh you know on the penalty kill just trying to shadow Vechkin and try to make sure you have a guy in him and make ribeiro and backstrom beat you and it's always a Vechkin that seems to beat him uh and that's going to be the case here again it's when crosby and malkin are on the ice that's the only focus and and really the penguins are you know they lack the depth that they used to have where those are the only two guys that can make you hurt yeah, I think I think the, the the big difference though, which makes me worry a little less about even if Crosby and Malkin have a good series, um, again compared to last year, this this Rangers team can score uh, through all four lines. I mean, when they made their run last year in the playoffs, uh, they were they scored two goals or less in easily more than at the games they played. Um, it was a lot of um, defensive grinds and Lundqvist. Now, the playoffs obviously are a more uh, tight-knit game. There's not a lot of, you know, the 7-6, 5-4 games or, or whatnot. But if Malkin and Crosby can put in a couple on Lundqvist, I'm not necessarily concerned about them having enough to make up for what the Penguins slow, inept defense and floor you're going to give to the Rangers. Well, when you look at uh, any team that wins a championship in any sport, whether it's the Kings last year overcoming you know, 3-0 deficits, winning crazy game sevens on the road, needing lucky bounces, winning three overtime games against the Rangers in the final, uh, you just need so many things to go your way, and it's so insane and impossible to think about how many you know bounces you need to get in the Stanley Cup playoffs, how many overtime games you need to win to, to make it to the end. And uh, I think that's what worries me most about this Rangers team, because when you stack them up against the rest of the teams in the playoffs, they're clear clearly the best. They were the best for the entire regular season. Um, at their best and against any other team's best, they're better. There's no flaws in this team, really. Um, you know, Maybe defensively once in a while, but they're as deep as the Bruins were a few years ago with their four lines when they won the Cup. Um, and I think you know when you just think about this team and you, and you look at their roster up and down and you play it out in your head, it just seems like you know everyone is on them and everyone's picking them to win. And that hasn't been the case for the Rangers in over 20 years. Um, you know, Does that worry you that it it just seems like everyone is backing this team and everyone believes they'll make a run to the final. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it would be, if I'd call it worry, but there's certainly some concern. And, and, and again, I don't mean to say that this is going to be easy. But like you said, there's 
and and as we were talking before we started, we're both kind of pessimistic fans in certain ways where we kind of look for something wrong with our teams and I'm I can't find one with this team. There's there's no there's no logical reason for me to say, well, the Rangers are going to do well unless there's no unless. I mean, there a, a team is going to have to come out of nowhere and play the series of their lives to 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 knock off this Rangers team unless again, for some odd reason they just completely in, engulf themselves and, and blow themselves up. But I don't even know if they've lost four out of seven games in a stretch during this regular season. I, I, they're, they've been so consistent, and they've won in so many different ways. Um, even the game they won against Columbus when Stepan scored the goal when they had Hank pulled and then they won overtime. To me, that was such a big game. Not that it meant much for the standings, but it just showed that you know even in that last minute, they can find a way to pull out um, a win against a Columbus team who was – white hot at the time um there's i don't i don't know how to handle not having anything to pick on or complain about about this team or worry about um but i mean as a fan i what else you know what, what can you ask for you just got to hope that it plays out um as it looks because in my opinion especially after last year's learning experience anything less than winning the cup is going to be a disappointment I agree, and I think that is uh, the biggest change is that usually the Rangers playoffs are sort of uh, it's like a fun event. It's uh, you know it gets you ready every other day. You're just pumped. You're like, hey, we're not supposed to do anything. Everyone's counting us out, but uh, maybe we'll make some magic happen. Maybe we'll get by the second round. And when they lost to the Devils a few years ago, you know that was fun because even though they were the one seed, they hadn't gotten that far since '97, and it just felt like um, you know something special. Even though they didn't even get to the finals, and then last year. Um, uh, when they trailed three one to the Penguins, everyone just assumed the season was over. And you know, game five, you you, you win that, and you're like, okay, we get an extra game. And then game six, you win that, and seven, and then you're like, wow, well, they could actually get to the finals. And then when Carey Price gets hurt, it seemed like if they didn't, it would be a huge disappointment. And when they got to the final, I was you know just so happy and relieved that they had done it for the first time in so long. That um, when they eventually lost to the Kings, it didn't hurt probably as much as it should. And mm-hmm. and the fact is that everyone thought the West would win last year, whether it was the Kings or the Blackhawks. It was like whoever wins the West wins the Stanley Cup. And uh, you know history will show that the Rangers lost in five games, but that felt more like a seven game series because of the overtimes. And they were Absolutely. in it, and they had it, and they had two two goal leads in games one and two, and they couldn't win an overtime game. And I think now looking back on it. Um, you never want to take a season like that for granted because the fact that they hadn't got they hadn't been to the final in 20 years, um, you don't know if it will be another 20 until they get back there. And then the rebound with this season, uh, it's just such a welcome surprise to see that this team, you know, didn't go from reaching the Stanley Cup final to missing the playoffs. And there actually is a future with the organization. Sure, and 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 you and I think you explained. I mean, seems like what would be the natural progression, you know, for a champion. Uh, they they've made small steps. They've managed to surprise um, slowly but surely. They've learned um, what it takes to win. They've gained more confidence. They feel like they belong. And now it seems like this year they've put everything together. It seems like almost every player on the roster is is either peaking or they're hour appointed, uh, you know, way up. Uh, there's it's it's amazing to see. Um, from, like you said, a couple of years ago 
with uh, getting to the conference finals and then last year seeing um, feeling the, the, the surprise and shock and the feeling of playing with house money, um, making it to the Stanley Cup final last year and having that all spiral into right now where you and I are almost wishing that there was something to complain about because this team is so complete. Um, it's been an amazing transformation. So at this point, the only surprise that they can give us um, at this point would be losing. You know what I mean? They've, 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 they've taken all the proper steps. They're healthy. Um, they're experienced. They're young. They're fast. They have the sprinkle leadership with Marty, and they're, they're ready to go. There's absolutely nothing to complain about about this team, and um, it should be our year. But they still got to win a lot of games first. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, the biggest difference, which I tried to allude to earlier, is how you know fun the playoffs are supposed to be. But this year, it seems like it's more business, and it's more about you know completing, yeah. completing a job. And as a Yankees fan, uh, you know when they play in the playoffs, it's not you know I'm not sitting there going nuts for home runs. I'm just you know sitting there watching intently. Um, and, and when the last out of a win is made, you're just more satisfied and relieved than you are ecstatic. And I think that'll be a difference for uh, Rangers fans this year because. Uh, um, you know they haven't been this good in so long that it's not going to be about like getting celebrating goals. It's just going to be about making sure you don't blow it because there's no reason to blow it, and no other team um, can really compete with them. So, it, it, like I, like you said, anything other than a Stanley Cup will be viewed as a failure and a disappointment. Yeah, it's, it, and it's funny because you know I'm 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 one of those weird um, giant slash Mets fans, <laughs> so I don't know necessarily what it's like to live in the, um, the Yankee history of just. Um, expecting to win, but you, I mean that's that's an excellent point. It's it's once these playoffs start, um, if we start to see a chink in the armor, or maybe we get behind early, uh, you know, our, our thought press process will go from you know uh, instead of years past saying, oh well, we did, you know, we've gone this far, it's okay to holy shit, are we really going to blow this? It's like you said, it's going to be more of um, uh, can we just do what we have to do and not blow it as opposed to, Oh, come on, you know, just one more goal. Can we, can we, can we go one more game? Can we go one more series? Um, there's, there's, there's going to be no sense of relief until, uh, we're watching them hoist the cup and calling in six so we can attend the parade. Yeah, and for you as a fellow Giants fan, I mean, the two times they've won in recent years, it was just so unexpected that there, you yep. know, no one expected them to even be in the playoffs, let alone win. So this is a much different experience than that. Yeah, I don't know necessarily what it's like to to be the supposed juggernaut um, throughout an entire season. And again, and you've seen in the past that any sport um, sometimes uh, the hockey pundits or football or whatever you can kind of maybe pick apart whoever is the supposed number one seed or whatnot and say well you know they are number one but this is their achilles heel this is what can get them in trouble um there's that that doesn't exist for the rangers so um there's there's I, 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 and you have to wonder too the one thing that might get them is uh, you know, are they feeling that pressure as well? I mean, they have to know it. They know what they did last year, and they know how successful they've been this year. Um, you wouldn't think so. You'd think Lundqvist is as full of customer as it gets, and uh, McDonough was an absolute stud last year in the playoffs. Um, it, Marty was great. There's there's definitely some experience there. But, I mean, I guess if you have to worry about one thing, 
maybe is the expectation of, you know, cup or bust, maybe maybe that could eat him up. Yeah, and you mentioned how uh, the idea of seeing a chink in the armor maybe early on if they were ever to lose game one or game one and two, the Penguins would be put in an early hole. And then you'll have all the idiots come out of the woodwork and say that Cam Talbot should be playing against Henrik Lundqvist. And uh, I think that's the number one thing to try to avoid is these people who were probably thinking that uh, the Patriots should have traded Tom Brady and kept Matt Castle after 2008. And I think yeah. you know this, this idea that um, the Rangers have two starting goalies isn't the case. And I know Talbot played great uh, while while Lundqvist was out, and you couldn't have asked for anything better. But um, there's a reason that that Lundqvist has done what he's done in the last ten years, and uh, I just hope that that does that debate never surfaces over the next couple months. Yeah, I was having a conversation with a buddy the other day. Um, you know, and we were just talking about how crazy this season has been, and and Talbot's run, and and we've decided, you know, as if it was up to us, we've decided Cam Talbot should get to take the President's Trophy home, but the Stanley Cup is going to be tanks. That's that's just <laughs> that's just the way it goes. Yeah, He's I, the I man, agree with and there's that. no arguing it. Well, the uh, the number one thing I always worried about with the Rangers was that they'd waste Henrik Lundqvist prime by continuing to put uh, you know bad scoring teams around him, making him stand on his head. And a lot of Lundqvist critics, uh, most of them being Marty Brodeur and Devils fans, will always tell you about Henrik Lundqvist's playoff record as if he's the reason the uh, Rangers haven't won the Stanley Cup in the past, rather than yeah. he was the only reason they ever got to the playoffs since the lockout. But they finally did, and now you can see around this team the scoring depth. And uh, I think that's the thing that gets me most excited about this Rangers team over past teams is that you don't need Lundqvist to, to go out and make 44 saves and post a shutout or only give up one goal in the playoffs where if he's not on for one night, there's actually another way to win games. Yeah, and that, that to me is, is, is the, the, the biggest difference because when you look at the numbers, Lundqvist had another Lundqvist season. He's done this for the last 10 years. It's not that he's played any better. He's just been this consistently awesome. Uh, the difference is the scoring and them being not, you know, not a top-heavy team. Obviously, Nash uh, with the career-high 42 goals, you know, led the way. But um, seven other guys had 15 or more goals. I mean, that's 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 pretty deep. I mean, Kevin Hayes has been one of the best players in the entire league since the All-Star break, and he's centering a third line with Marty Sam Louis, who was the second highest scorer on the Rangers in the playoffs last year. I mean that's how that's how deep they are. Uh, you know they they the, the gutsiest move I thought they made was you know uh, paying it forward with Derek Broussard. That's paid off tremendously. Um, Zuccarello started off a little slow, but he's caught fire over the last couple of months. Stepan came back from injury. He's a stud, and he's only getting. I mean there's there, there's there's so many guys that can beat you, and you know now uh, you have Kreider and, and and Miller now two young studs finally. Uh, uh, paying off and showing what they're made of. Uh, there's, there's, there's just too many weapons um, for for most teams to handle. I, I just, I can't wait to see how it plays out. When you look at it, most teams in the NHL, like uh, you take the Blackhawks, for example, I mean, they were bad for so long. Then they got lucky in the draft with Taves and Kane, and then they sort of built around those two to the point where uh, they became the, the, you know, the elite team in the league. And uh, mm-hmm. even the Bruins, I mean, it took them a while after the lockout to get things going until uh, they got the right you know uh, management group in there to sort of turn things around and uh, work their way uh, under the salary cap. And for the Rangers, it's been sort of different because they've had the, the backbone of their team, the number 
number one piece in Lundqvist since the uh, since the lockout. But the face of the team or, or the face of the offense around him has changed so much. Where you know you had the Yager, Nylander, Straka years, then you sort of had the years where uh, they were just picking guys off the scrap heap, like Nasland. Um, they had Gabrick for a few years. They didn't really have mm-hmm. a set core, set foundation, um, and they've sort of built this thing on the run. Where two years ago when they lost to the Bruins. I didn't really know what the Rangers were at that point. I just figured they were just going to continuing continue to be, you know, a first or second round exit team for forever or until Lundqvist retired. But yep. it's not like they really built through the draft. I mean, you know, certainly a few guys have, uh, you know, are homegrown players from them, but they've done it through mostly trades. They've done it through um, building a, a defensive core. Uh, you know, making sure they've gotten the right pieces and trades on on returns, and they sort of built this thing over, on the fly in the last two years. And it's it's not really something where you know people see oh the sabers they'll get a few top picks and then in seven years they'll be good or something the rangers sort of went from a team that's always in nhl mediocrity to the team to beat in, in really two years and, and no one saw it coming yeah i mean well i mean these moves have have just turned out to be unreal i mean there's obviously none better than you know delzato for kevin klein i mean that's kevin klein arguably has been the team's second best defenseman i mean you could i would i wouldn't be surprised if somebody wants to argue that he's been the best he's been unbelievable but uh, with with all the acquisitions that they made you know bringing in uh, nash and brassard and and whatnot um there's still a lot to be said for for guys like uh miller's finally waking up and Kreider and stepan and and Haglin and and these guys that they've they've kept together and they have essentially hit home runs on every single one. Um, so you combine that with all these moves panning out, um, trusting Derek Broussard to be the number one center on your team and, and being right. Um, I, even the, even the, the, the Yandel deal. I mean, in the beginning, I was, I, was, I was skeptical. I didn't necessarily think he was the type of player that they, that they needed at the deadline. Um, everybody was focusing more on maybe a third-line center or you know some sort of um forward help but you know you, you sure did they give away a lot absolutely but like you said you were people are concerned i'm sure the rangers know it that they you don't we don't want to waste Lundqvist's prime so the time is now to make a move he came in did he really resolve a power play issue no it seems like that'll forever be a curse for the new york rangers but um after a couple of games, he's been unbelievable. Um, his best defense, transitioning from defense to offense and moving the puck, um, he's going to be an asset for these playoffs too. So, I mean, every single thing that they've done over the last couple of years, whether it be you know bringing guys up and 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 harvesting from within or making deals big or small, nobody thought anything of the Delzato deal. We're just happy to get rid of him. Um, every single thing has panned out, so you almost kind of think, like, this is it. This is where everything peaks, comes together, and we're ready for the ultimate payoff. Now, on the flip side of this window they've created is the uh, is not knowing how long this window will last. And when you look around the league at other yeah. teams where you have the Bruins who won the Cup, the next year they lost in a, in a tough first-round seven-game series. The following year they get back to the Cup Finals and lose in devastating fashion. Then last year they're the team to beat in the entire league and they blow a 3-2 series lead. Now this year they missed the playoffs. They're 
could fire their coach and their GM. You look at the Kings, and certainly they've won two of the last three Cups, but they didn't even make the playoffs this year. They've got some salary cap issues of their own. And when you look at the current state of the Rangers, I mean, you've got a couple more years of Nash. He's now in his early 30s. You've got Lundqvist for a while, but he's in his early 30s. Um, they're going to have some salary cap issues of their own down the line here because of these deals to Girardi and Stahl, which, you know, at the time, yeah, you, you need to probably bring those guys uh, and keep those guys. But over time, they'll probably regret some of the money they gave out. So it seems like yep. whether, you know, no one expected them to get there last year, but now that they got there this year, uh, it seems like it's win now mode because you don't know how long this is going to last. And with the NHL, things are so crazy and uh, with the salary cap era. And you look at the Bruins and, the year they won the cup, I mean, Claude Julian was on the hot seat and uh, he, he was going to get fired unless something crazy happened that postseason. And they trailed the Canadians two nothing in the playoffs, so two games to none, and they ended up coming back and ended up going on the run and winning the cup. And the difference uh, in sports, especially the NHL, is you know so close to being successful or being jobless, and uh, it's crazy to think that you know. Uh, AV right now is, is viewed as this hero in New York for taking this team to the final and now having them as a president's trophy. But if they aren't able to get there and win, he'll just be the same guy in Vancouver that didn't get the job done. Yeah, and that's that's I, I, I could that, that I hear that chirping from uh, some of my Islander fan buddies. Like, oh, cool, you did. You're having an AV type of season, you know, president's trophy, then then one and done. Um, you know, obviously that doesn't look like the team that's going to fold like that and the matchup against the penguins who are crippled and on a downward spiral, um, just leads more credence to the Rangers, certainly advancing past the first round. Um, but the, the comparing the Rangers to teams like, you know, the Blackhawks and the Bruins and the Kings who have sustained some sort of level of success, um, to me in realistically speaking, that's, that's shooting, for the moon. I think what the Rangers are trying to do right now is simply get that one cup, have that one year. Um, I don't think the window is necessarily much longer than maybe three years tops um, before some of these guys start slowing down a little bit. So um, the pressure is certainly on this team to get it done now. Um, and I, he's probably feeling the same pressure as well. He's he, He's been in this situation before. He needs to prove that he has... Uh, the medal to erase his his feathers uh, as well. Well, I can't uh, see you doing anything other than <laughs> picking the Rangers to, to not only win this round, but to get to the final, which I've done, and I have them playing the Blackhawks in the first uh, in the final. But for this first round against the Penguins here, I, I've seen everything from people saying Rangers sweep to this thing going the distance in seven games because the Rangers only win series in seven games. So uh, how do you see this thing playing out against the Penguins in the first round? Five games. No, it's it's it's. That's a very optimistic look for you. Yeah, there's, but there's, there's. I mean, the the Penguins are just. There's not a single thing that's going for them right now. As a team, they're struggling. Um, their goalie's struggling. Their defense is so banged up, and they're playing not only the best team in the league, but a team that's just recently dominated them took their soul in last year's playoffs and then proceeded to beat the crap out of them again all regular season. You'd think at some point um, the Penguins would have mustered up um, a, a, a good enough effort to exact at least some sort of revenge against the Rangers this regular season, and they couldn't. Um, in this spot right now, they're just not equipped to do so. Um, I, I, I legitimately think the Rangers will dispose of the Penguins pretty quickly. And are you a Rangers-Blackhawks final guy too? 
Yep. Yeah, it seems like sure. I'm especially uh, especially with Kane back. I mean, it's 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 really hard to argue. The West has a lot of new faces, um, and some of the old faces aren't necessarily uh, threats, and they aren't as battle tested um, as the Blackhawks. And again, similar to how uh, the Rangers have had their star in Lundqvist um, rested um, with a lot less games played um, on his plate, uh, the the Blackhawks are getting a fresh. Patrick Kane and you know what else could what else does that team need they were already pretty hot without him and um they're they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with out in the west especially with uh, the Kings missing the boat all right 610 well thanks for coming on and uh giving me your time to talk some Rangers hockey and let's hope uh, your prediction holds true I think it's I, I have Rangers in six only because uh the Crosby Malkin factor but maybe maybe that maybe that won't be a factor like you like you don't think it will be maybe we'll get this thing done in five or it would be nice to have four and have uh the first easy playoff series for the Rangers in forever and uh we'll talk again throughout the playoffs hopefully we get an extended run and hopefully there's a second round for us to talk about there will be write down tell your friends i'll talk to you soon (laughs) all right thanks again all right take it easy